by firemen lest to take off. I am the vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman! Expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. Oh, welcome, citizens of Gotham, to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, or maybe even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host. And joining me once again, he's my co-host, my partner in crime, the other side of the TFR co-hosting cohort. It's Mr. Joseph Fornerado. Joe, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Eric. Thank you again for having me back on. Uh, it's a nice, again, Sunday Sunday afternoon for me. Uh, we were able to fit this in nicely, and uh, yeah, it's been a pretty crappy day here, so just been hanging out and ready to talk some Batman. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a rainy kind of ugly day here today, which you know it's kind of kind of gloomy, like Gotham, which fits. So I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> So, yeah, I, luckily it's not. I don't think it'll ever be as gloomy as Gotham, no matter what. But <laughs> true. But yeah, yeah, very, very consistent there. Yeah, well, I mean, and just a little bit of a shout out, um, because I can, because it's my show. <laughs> um, I'm I'm fairly happy because my North Carolina Tar Heels are going to the national championship. As you listen to this, they may have already played. So depending on how that went, um. I'm either very happy or my soul is crushed. But either way, <laughs> uh, congratulations to the Tar Heels for making it that far. Uh, but yeah, today we're here to kind of celebrate a, a momentous year in uh, in Batman lore. We are kicking off our 30th year celebration for Batman the Animated Series. Um, Joe, first of all, before we get into the topic today, can you believe that Batman the Animated Series will be turning 30 years old this year? Yeah, it's it's amazing. It just reminds us how old we're getting. I, I know I'm a little older <laughs> yeah. than you, but I, I still remember coming home from school and just making sure, you know, I'm ready to watch the new episode. I think it started at like four o'clock every uh, afternoon for me. And I, I used to just love seeing, you know, the advertisements for the next episode and all that stuff. And I, I just miss those days of just, you know, not a care in the world other than coming home and, and being able to just watch a Batman cartoon. And man, that show, that was just something else. We didn't know how good we had it back then with that show. No, for sure. I mean, it was just back then it was just Batman. But now, you know, for a lot of people the animated series is the benchmark for Batman. I think, uh, I think we judge a lot of things off of the animated series, whether it be movies or comics or anything like that. And it's given us such a, such a wealth of, of, of Batman lore then and now, because I mean, everybody thinks of Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman and everybody thinks of Mark Hamill as the Joker and I think that's, you know, it's it attributes to the fact that not only were they in this, but they've been doing these characters for, gosh, 
30 years now. I mean, but they've both been in the video games and countless movies and just the, the heritage of this show. I mean, they gave us Harley Quinn. There's so much you can say about Batman, the animated series. So it's really cool to be able to, to celebrate the anniversary this year. Don't you think? Well, yeah, it's funny. Like we always talk about how the dark Knight trilogy is always compared as the, or compared to as like the, the thing that, nobody can top you know that's like that's the the point of okay that's you know that's what we need to strive for and as far as animation goes i mean we're looking at 30 years ago and people still some some people still can't get past an animated adaptation of batman that doesn't have kevin conroy or mark mark hamill as the joker so i mean the way that that show really is it's like it's how everyone sees Batman. I mean, you could argue that Batman in any media has never been able to top Batman, the animated series. And I honestly would not, I would not complain if someone had said that because I think it is probably the best Batman we've ever gotten outside of the comics. Yeah. I wouldn't argue with that either. And as a matter of fact, if you, if you have the Blu-ray set that came out several years ago, or if you've watched this show uh, more recently on HBO Max, I mean, with the HD transfer, this show really still holds up today. It looks great. It sounds great. So it's it's. I think it was well ahead of its time, and it's just it's it's held up so well over the past thirty years. Absolutely, like what you were just saying with the with the transfer and everything. It's funny because I don't even think of that show as a '90s cartoon. Like it doesn't have that same style. And it could be complete nostalgia blinders for me. But like when I go back and I watch Ninja Turtles or I've tried going back and watching like the X-Men show, those have that typical 90s animation style. To me, Batman the Animated Series just looks different. It has that different feel to it that to me stands up to time better than those other shows. And I love those other shows. I'm not criticizing the other shows. It's just it had its own style to it that is just really held up. Oh, for sure. I mean, the one I compare it to most is because the two main shows I watched as a kid growing up were Batman, the animated series and Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s. And to me, the difference now is if you go and watch Spider-Man on Disney Plus and you watch Batman, the animated series on HBO Max, um, one stands up to the test of time. And in my opinion, one doesn't. So, is you know, it, one has aged better than the other. I'll say that. And for the purpose, obviously, this is a Batman show, so you know which one I'm talking about. But <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that was the same point I was trying to make with the Ninja Turtles. Like that was my the Ninja Turtles and Batman the animated series were my two favorite animated shows growing up. So that's where you can look at one and you could tell, okay, that's a show from the late '80s, early '90s. Like, there's no doubting that. And anime, Batman the animated series just doesn't have that same uh, thought to me. No, for sure. But anyway, uh, we could wax poetic about Batman the Animated Series all day, and we are, kind of. But um, the the main point of today's episode is for Joe and I to rank our top five Batman the Animated Series episodes, which is a very tall task. It was very difficult, and I think – I don't know about Joe's, but I think my list may – may surprise some folks so i'm excited to kind of get into it but i do want to let everybody know i opened it up on twitter i announced what we were going to do and i said hey we want to hear from you too tell us what your top five episodes are and i'm happy to say we got quite the response on twitter uh i was pretty excited about that uh weren't you joe 
Oh, I was really surprised at how many people sent in their lists and how how different everyone's list was. It's just such a testament to how great the show is. And it's so much fun. Like, I I really had to think about my list. I, I don't know how much thought you put into it, but man, to narrow it down to five episodes, I actually went back and watched a lot of these just to to kind of reaffirm my thoughts and maybe watch some some like wild cards in there and see if mm -hmm. I could have a different one sneak in. And and one of them that I have surprised me. I, I knew a little bit about it and wanted to see how it felt to to put it in the list. And yeah, it's it's gonna be really cool to see what the because I know you tallied up the listener votes and I don't know what they were. I didn't tally them up. Yeah, I have I have some numbers we'll get into when we get in because because just to be transparent, um, after we get through our top five and we're not going to do honorable mentions for myself and Joe, because honestly, our honorable mentions are listed many times in the actual listener votes. So we're going to kind of get into that once we get into the listener uh, votes, but we're going to break all those down. I'm going to give you guys all the numbers that we got from the Twitter votes, but we'll get into that in a little bit but let's uh let's get started with so far as joe and i's top five from batman the animated series all right so let's get into it i'm, I'm excited to know what your top five is joe so why don't you get us started what is your number five episode my number five is appointment in crime alley oh it's a good one yeah, I I have a real soft spot for Leslie Tompkins in the Batman the Animated Series. And mm -hmm. this just showcases her relationship with Bruce so well. I I actually did go back and rewatch this because I knew of the episode. The title is something that people will discuss and you know it stands out because of the title and what the title means. But Leslie Tompkins plays the big part in this episode. And to me, that's what makes this episode stand out other than obvious, you know, the obvious implications of crime alley and what that means to Bruce and to Batman. But the Leslie Tompkins story is, is really special in the animated series. And I don't know, we've gotten a lot of, you know, we've gotten some Leslie Tompkins stuff in the comics, but I felt like it resonated more with a lot of people or at least for myself in the animated series. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much, I don't know how much of Leslie Tompkins we actually got in the entire series. Um, I only I feel, know of two. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like when you do get her in the animated series, it's all her appearances are very powerful. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's, and it's obvious that Leslie Tompkins is a beloved character. Uh, in the Batman mythos. And yeah, that appointment in Crime Alley is an excellent choice. I'm glad you had it on your list because it didn't quite make mine. But yeah, we've there there's some definitely some love from the listeners on that one too. We'll get into that in a little while. But yeah, great pick for number five, Joe. Really like that episode. Um, so far as my number five, this is the one that I think is gonna throw you for a loop, Joe. Um my number five is Moon of the Wolf. So, I don't know. If yeah, that's expecting. a little. I did not <laughs> expect that one. No, I, yeah. I know of it vaguely, but yeah, was not expecting to hear that one. And I tell you what, I was going through. Uh, I was looking at a lot of different things when I was looking at episodes. Obviously, I was watching a bunch of episodes, but then I was also um, looking through the Mondo book, the Batman the Animated Series 
uh, Mondo Phantom City collection, which mm-hmm. has all those, you know, awesome art posters for the episodes and things like that. And when I was flipping through it, the the poster for Moon of the Wolf is so awesome. And I'm I'm a big werewolf guy. I've always really liked werewolf movies, especially the good ones, because you get so few of those. Um, but I really like that B movie, you know, creepy Lon Chaney werewolf vibe. And when I went back and watched the episode, I was like, man, this, this is really creepy. I mean, there's some, there's some pretty scary imagery in the episode, which kind of matches Batman, the anime series. Cause there's a lot of more adult tones and themes to this show than you would expect for a kid's show. I think that's been covered in the past really well, but yeah, it just gave me that kind of old, creepy, universal monster movie feel, and I really liked that. So yeah, uh, it was a surprise for me that it landed this high, but I really liked Moon of the Wolf. And Joe, if you said it was vague, I I, I highly suggest you go back and watch it again, because I think it's a good one. Yeah, that's what I'm definitely going to have to rewatch, because I really don't remember much of it at all. And I'm not you know, into the universal monsters as much as you are, especially werewolves. Um so it wouldn't have even been one that I thought to rewatch when I was coming up with this list, which sad to say that doesn't say much for me, my personal recollection of the episode, but mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I could go back and say, Oh, you know what? That was a really great episode and I'm glad that you recommended it. So I will, I will probably, that might be my, uh, my sleepy time viewing tonight, uh, before bed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get to your number four, Joe. What's your number four? I mean, at this point, my list is going to be pretty uh, common. Um, Number four is Robin's Reckoning. And we are, uh, I don't know if you said this earlier, I don't think you did. We are counting the two-parters as one episode. Yes, so So they do count as as one selection. I I thought about not including Robin's Reckoning just because we had discussed it prior on the show when we were doing our Dick Grayson stories and stuff, but I couldn't not include Robin's Reckoning. It is... And I was actually going over my list, and this is kind of a spoiler for the rest of my list, but I don't have a lot of Robin episodes on my list. Um, I don't think I have any other than this one, now that I'm thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I needed... This is my favorite Robin story, probably in any medium. I mean, in any... Um, I guess anything other than the comics, I would say. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I obviously love Dick Grayson on Titans and, and that whole story, but Robin's Reckoning is just such a perfect example of how to do Robin in motion media. It's just this show took Robin and Robin is just here. That's it guys. Like he's just Robin. And then they, they told the story of Robin becoming Robin in flashbacks and in a two part show. So they could take their time and really dive into it. And the the connection with Zook, uh, Zuko and and Batman trying to protect Robin still. I mean, this is an older Robin for the show. I think they did that smart. He was always in college on the show. Mm-hmm. And I just love everything they did with Robin. As a kid, I don't know about you, but when I was watching this show and the show started, I always loved when it was the adventures of Batman and Robin. Like that was like, yes, like fist pump, like, all right, we're getting a Robin episode. When that title card was different than the original title. I'm sorry, the title sequence when it was different and it started with the Batman and uh, adventures of Batman and Robin. That was when I got really excited because I always wanted to see Robin, especially mm-hmm. as a kid. So I was that really can... go ahead. 
that kind of reminds me of because I'm not I, I didn't grow up with Batman 66. Um, but that kind of reminds me of the people that I've heard that say when they saw Batgirl yes. in the title sequence, they got excited. Same exact thing for me. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that so was I, different. That was different because it wasn't right away. You had to st- like the show started and then like the bad cycle would show up later in the uh, title sequence where this it's right off the bat. You knew right off the bat that it was the Batman and Robin uh, adventures, which you don't really get that anymore because all the episodes have the original um, have the so, BTAS. Theme. So no HBO max is like completely random with that. I really? was watching the other day and I don't, cause I did a lot of, uh, episode rewatches. I don't remember which episode it was, but I watched one that had the adventures of Batman. And, is it the adventures of Batman and Robin or the Batman and Robin adventures? I think it's the adventures of Batman and Robin, right? Oh, uh, the semantics. I can't remember right. This yeah. Second, but. Well, anyway, I was watching one that had that title sequence and I'm like, wow, I thought they put everything the same. So on the Blu-rays, I'm almost positive. Everything's the same. It is. Yeah. They, they all have the classic Batman, the animated series intro. Yeah, HBO Max is like they went the total opposite route of the Blu-ray, which I kind of appreciate because we have it both ways now where the Blu-ray is production order and then HBO Max when the um the release uh, order? Release order, yes. So the way yeah. they were shown on TV and everything. And yeah, they have different title sequences. Now they don't have the Batman Superman Hour title sequence. Okay. Do you remember gotcha. that? I do. Yeah. Yeah, that isn't available anywhere, I don't think, anymore. You probably find it on YouTube, but that's about yes. it. Yes, <laughs> but I don't think it's on like the new Blu-rays of anything. And so, yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube. But I wish, because I went and watched uh, you know, the, the new Batman Adventure episodes, and it's not there. Even in the, um, the World's Finest, it's not there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, so far as Robin's Reckoning, though, I will go ahead and tell you, it's not on my top five list, and that's because I knew you would bring it up. So <laughs> that I, I knew dangerous if I thought the same thing. <laughs> I knew it would be on your list um, because I've I've just heard you talk about Robin's Reckoning before and and mm-hmm. how much you love it. So I, I was pretty sure we'd be able to talk about it because I, I I thought it might be on your list. But I'm glad you did put it up there because man, you it's, know me it's, so well. You know. <laughs> I mean, it it feels like maybe with the exception of one. And I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to be mean, but it feels like with the exception of one, usually the two parters for Batman, the animated series are really, really strong storytelling. I, I know which one you're talking about and you could say it because it's not on my list. <laughs> okay. It's, was it, is it, um, Heart of Steel? Heart of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always get And I don't hate and, it. I don't hate it, but it's definitely not one of the better episodes in my opinion. Yeah, but as far as Robin's reckoning, I mean, with the uh, with the whole Tony Zuko stuff and and you know Batman trying to protect Robin from it, and ultimately, you know, it, part of Robin's growing up is is having to face it. Man, it's it's powerful storytelling, and uh, yeah, those are episodes that I dearly love. Um, if if I did not know they were going to be on your top five, they probably it probably would be on my top five, but. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of being able to talk about different episodes, that's the only reason I didn't put it there. But it is phenomenal, phenomenal episodes of, of Batman the Animated Series. But um, which I can also say about my number four. So let's get into it because my number four is Heart of Ice. And I don't know if that's on your list, Joe. Uh, so is this is this going to be your first pass? This is going to be my first pass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll um, talk about it later. 
Okay, well let's uh, let's save it then because I want to talk about it together. But yeah, my number. Oh, four, okay, cool. And my number four is Heart of Ice. So uh, we're we're up to number three. So what is your number three, Joe? All right. Well, my number three. I don't know if this is going to be on your list or not, but my number three is Beware the Gray Ghost. Oh, this is another pass. <laughs> yeah, this is. I think that that might be the last one of mine that you have. So, so, all right, then let's go to your number three. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so my number three is Joker's favor. Oh, come on. <laughs> is that another pass? <laughs> That's going to be another pass. Okay. So we're done. So uh, my list is done. <laughs> your list is done. Yep. Okay. Well, what was your number three? Well, no, my number three was beware the great ghost. So oh, gotcha, gotcha. I have two and one as Joker's favor and heart of ice. <laughs> all right. Well, um, so you can go your number two, I guess. Okay, my number two is the man who killed Batman. So, uh, do you remember this episode? I do, and I do. It, that's the one where it's like a nobody, right? Yeah, uh, Sid the Squid. Yes. Okay, I do remember so, that episode. So I I just love this episode because it's not really because of Sid the Squid, but it's you know there is that that common. Uh, you know, that common thought that if, if Batman were to ever get offed, it wouldn't be one of these major criminals. It would just be some random guy, mm-hmm. you know, that, that caught Batman unawares. And that, that this episode kind of explores that. But then it also, the reason I love it is because of Joker's response to it. So Joker's response when he's just, he's distraught that Batman is gone because this, this back and forth between Batman and Joker is supposed to last forever to the point where Joker actually sheds a tear in the episode. And I just love that. I love the whole eulogy from Mark Hamill's Joker. It's amazing. It makes me laugh. It's, and it's also kind of deep at the same time, which is strange. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Harley Quinn playing a kazoo funeral March for Batman. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, just at, at the same time as Batman saves the day and he does send Sid the Squid to jail, he also makes Sid the Squid this kind of more powerful figure than he is. So the only thing that Sid the Squid wants the entire episode is to be seen as stronger than he is and more powerful than he is because he's really a nobody. But by the end of the episode, all these other people in jail are praising Sid the Squid because he's the man that almost killed Batman. So I just think it's it's really cool that while, yes, Batman did send him to jail, he also gave him this this little bit of power that he wouldn't normally have, which is – it's really unique and interesting storytelling. So, yeah, so that's that's why the man who killed Batman is my number two. Uh, I'm yeah, guessing this one – Oh, that's what, no, no, that one I'm kind of familiar with, actually, but I, I would like to go back and rewatch that now because I do remember that one. I remember liking that one, but it wasn't one that I, I actually went back and, and rewatched because I didn't think it would make my top five. And it probably still wouldn't make my top five, but it is a fun episode. So. So that was your number two. So. Yep. So I guess. Your number two, I think, was Heart of Ice. My number two is Joker's favorite. Oh, Joker's favor. Okay, well, that was my number three, so we can talk about it. So tell me so about Joker's favor. You now. thought you knew me so well. I mean, good thing you... Uh, well, yeah, good thing uh, we decided to 
or I did Robin's reckoning and you decided to assume that because we would have, we would have been talking about four of the same episodes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So which even in the listener thing, I mean, there's some differences, but there's a few that are basically perennials. They're on almost every list. So, well, part of me actually thought like, maybe I should give you my list so you could do it accordingly just so we didn't have some overlaps. And we're like, ah, we should have at least enough that are different, but no, three of them are the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's inevitable. But anyway, uh, Joker's favor. Tell me about it, Joe. So Joker's favor, I just think it is, it's one of the most sadistic, and I didn't even have to rewatch this one. Uh, this is one that I did not rewatch because I just love this episode. I watch it all the time. It mm-hmm. is one of the most sadistic, just one of those episodes or one of those Joker stories where you just can't help but laugh at how just totally crazy he is. It is Joker at his worst, but his most entertaining Right. And I remember years ago, I, I remember hearing, um, I think Andy on Holy Badcast was talking about the episode. And that was when I learned that it's actually Harley's first episode. Cause I didn't know that, you know, watching it originally, obviously. And, um, am I right with that or am I remembering that wrong? You, you're probably right. I can't remember. Okay. But I just, yeah, the whole thing with, you know, a guy having road rage and accidentally, you know, basically flipping off the Joker of all people and the Joker just making it his mission to mess with this guy for, I think it was like a year later, wasn't it? Yes. It's, it's so wrong, but it's, it's a great example of how this show took a villain like the Joker somehow made this safe for children but also showed just how purely evil he was in the process. Well, you're so right. Because if you think about the way that he stalked this guy and just, I mean, it's, it's dark and Oh, this could have easily been an R rated movie. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's dark and creepy, but they did just enough work to make it acceptable for, you know, a a children's television series, but underneath, I mean, as a kid, you're probably not going to catch the depth of this, but watching it as an adult, you're like, this is messed up. I mean, because the guy basically put himself in witness protection without the witness protection. He moved away. He changed his name. He started a family Mm -hmm. and Joker still, I mean, Joker knew the entire time where he was and, you know, how to get to him. And then, called upon that favor later in life. And it's just, it's, Oh God. It's so, it's so yeah, again, like I said, I, I didn't rewatch this one cause I didn't have time to, and this is the one that I probably had to rewatch the least. Um, if I remember it, doesn't he like go through like a Rolodex or something to be like, Oh, I remember this. <laughs> and it was, like, yes, it's like he waited until he needed to, you know, cash in that favor. And he never even let the guy, like, it wasn't like he, he didn't noticeably stalk the guy. The guy had no idea that the Joker had, wa- had been watching him for a year. He waited a full year or whatever it was to go after him. So the guy thought he was good. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I'm sure the guy was still looking over his shoulder, but after a while, he probably felt he was fine. The Joker's not going to hold a crutch for, for this long. At this point, he probably would have killed me if he knew me where I was already. No, the Joker was just like bored one day and said, oh, I can call this guy now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and great. it's it. It's such a it's such a window into just how messed up the Joker's mind is and how how twisted it works. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but that's that's one of the one of the best episodes of the series by far. 
Um, okay, so so where are we at, Joe? We're at, I think I think we're at your number one. Well, because we did my number was, two. What was your number three? My three was Joker's favor. Okay, so then my one is Heart of Ice, and, then and that was one. my number four. Yeah. Okay, and then so let's so get you, into Heart of Ice. Okay, do you want to talk first then, since I just talked about Joker's favor? Yep, that's fine. Okay. Um, so Heart of Ice for me is, and we're we're going to talk about Heart of Ice quite a bit when we get into the listener uh, votes. But Heart of Ice is phenomenal because it took a character who was not that deep and was not, you know, it did didn't have that much going on for him in Mister Freeze. And I think made him one of the most compelling Batman villains there is. Um, his story, in, as it is told in Batman the Animated Series, and now as it pretty much has been adopted in other forms of media going forward, so far as comics and movies and everything else, it, it made him so tragic. And the tragedy coming from this very cold, pardon the pun, hmm. person... It's just it's 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 fascinating to watch. So yeah, Heart of Ice and just everything with Mister Freeze and and the things that he does, not out of a sense of greed, but out of a sense of wanting to do something for someone he loves. It's just it's it's so good and it's it's so compelling to watch. Um, and I'm actually surprised it didn't make it higher on my list than than it does. Um, and for the main reason that I mean. The man who killed Batman and Joker's favor made it higher on the list than Heart of Ice because that's just my love of Joker. Joker is my favorite Batman villain. I just love him so much. But there was no way I couldn't have Heart of Ice in my top five. So yeah. So tell me, tell me what your thoughts are on Heart of Ice. Yeah, I mean, I basically echo everything you just said. But it, I think what's fascinating to me with Heart of Ice is it seems like such a dense story. It could have easily been a two-parter. I feel like if this was later on in the series, it probably would have been because they pack a lot into the one episode. And because if I remember correctly, this was like the second or third episode to air, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember. I'd have to look at the HBO Max list. I, feel I know, like it, I know went, it comes quite a bit later on the Blu-rays. Yes, I feel like airing-wise, it went... Um, on leather wings than the cat and the claw, but I want to say like cat and the claw part one aired before heart of ice. And then part two was later. It was something weird. It was something quirky with the cat and the claw, but mm -hmm. even if it was third or fourth, it was, it just, with all the two parters that they did that were so brilliant. I think I just, it's hard for me to even wrap my head around it. How much they fit in a 21, 22 minute episode, because you're right. I, and I would assume you also, I don't know Mr. Freeze prior to this story. This is our Mr. Freeze. We don't know, you know, the, like the quote unquote boring version of Mr. Freeze. We only know this one. This, mm -hmm. I mean, th there's might not be a better example of something being created for whether it be animation or a film or anything that retroactively went back into the comics and became the staple of that character. Yes, for sure. Um, and it's it, what you're talking about with it, it very easily could have been a two-parter. I had the Mandela effect when I was when I was listing all the all the episodes that had been chosen, but either by us or by the listeners. 
Um, I was tallying up all the episodes and then I was counting up the two parters and I had the Mandela effect thing of thinking that heart of ice was a two parter. Yeah. I do that a lot too, because you just, when you think of the, the staples of the animated series, most of them are two parters Mm -hmm. and it is kind of fascinating that that wasn't one because when you think about the story and think about what's involved in the story, you think, Oh, that had to have been a two parter, but they really pack a lot into that one episode. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's uh, obviously it's the surprise is gone. Now my number one is beware the gray ghost. So, uh, Joe, let's switch it back up. Um, tell me why you chose beware the gray ghost uh, in your top five. It might be a superficial reason, but the reason for me is Adam West. That's, I mean, that's I mean, not a bad reason. <laughs> it's, it's literally like that's, I watched that episode because of Adam West. And mm. I mean, when Adam West passed away, you know, some people probably went back to watch Batman 66 or anything else that he was. The first thing I did was go back and rewatch this. I mean, this yeah. is what, I mean, I love Batman 66. I, I can watch that all the time, but to me, you know, the colliding of the two worlds of the animated series and Batman 66 and having Adam West be the character that Batman looked up to as a child is just brilliant. And cr- mm-hmm. again, creating a new character for the show. This one hasn't been adapted into other mediums. As far as I know, maybe a couple uh, Easter eggs here and there in the comics, possibly he's in the Murphy verse. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in the, um, the Harley Quinn book that, Sean uh, Sean Murphy's wife wrote. Oh, okay. I have not gotten around to that. I've read the first two um, stories of the Murphyverse, but I never read that spinoff. So that's good to know. So maybe mm-hmm. I will be checking that out soon. Yeah, and I, I figured that the, it might actually come as a surprise to you that this one is was my number one because you know I'm not. I mean, I respect the hell out of it, but I'm not a big lover of Batman sixty six. But the reason, but I, I, I've always loved Adam West. Um, I just think he's so he's so fun. Uh, if it, regardless of if it's his Batman or if it's his mayor character on Family Guy or or here in mm-hmm. Batman the animated series. But what I like about the episode so much is, like you said, it puts Batman in our shoes because Batman has a Batman. This is who he looked up to as a kid. This is who he spent so much time watching on TV and things like that. But also one reason I really, really love this episode is it addresses kind of the the curse of being a character like this. Mm-hmm. Because we know just seeing what uh, Adam West's character in the show um, he played this character called the Grey Ghost, and he can't escape it. And for the longest time, that actually happened to people who played Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, because Adam West had that problem for a long oh, yeah. time. He was typecast as Batman. Michael Keaton had that problem for a long time. Um, he even made a movie that kind of homaged that in Birdman. And then. Uh, it doesn't happen so much recently, but it still follows people around. Like George Clooney cannot escape his portrayal as Batman. It gets brought up all the time. And we know now that even Ben Affleck, to a, to a smaller degree, is dealing with it because you know people won't let go of his portrayal of Batman. So it, it's kind of, it, it the, sh- the episode amazes me because it kind of parallels that journey 
of playing a certain character and not being able to escape it. But knowing there's good and bad to that because, yes, it's hard to get other roles once you're typecast, but also there's people that truly love you and look up to you because of that character. So it's it's another one of those that's so deep but also played through the lens of this uh, children's TV show, so it works in both avenues. So, yeah, it's just, just one that I always absolutely love, and it is – my favorite of those art posters from the Mondo, uh, from the Mondo book. So yeah, there's no way I could, I couldn't leave it out. Yeah. I mean, this could easily just tangent into a, uh, Adam West tribute episode, but, uh, yeah, it could. Yeah. I mean, he had so much great stuff where like you were saying how he was typecast, but then later on in life, luckily he embraced that and really just went full out with it. I don't know if you ever watched the show King of Queens, but there's a great episode where um, Pat Oswalt's character actually gets a chance to take Lou Ferrigno to like a comic con. Mm-hmm. And then he just coincidentally meets Adam West. Um, oh, wow. And he has a chance to take Adam West now to comic con. So he ditches Lou Ferrigno and brings Adam West, but then Adam West basically like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the episode. They have like an agreement. All of the ex uh, superhero actors where if, this ever happens they all know about it and they basically like play a joke on pat oswald so like he gets stuck and he can't take anyone now because they're all like they have each other's backs basically it's a great it's a really stupid funny episode but it's really funny because adam west is basically like oh you thought you were just gonna ditch lou ferrigno like no like that's not how this works and it's Mm -hmm. a really fun it's a really fun thing and it's cool to see those guys like really embrace their roles and stuff and yeah, I even watched Adam West on The Big Bang Theory a couple times, like or maybe one episode there. And I remember him being on Powerless, and that that episode never aired. And then they made it available to stream when he passed away. Oh wow, really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's yeah, that's a great number one. I I can't argue with that at all. Obviously, it was my number three. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think the I think both of our lists are pretty strong. Uh, I think. Maybe maybe Moon of the Wolf was the biggest surprise mm-hmm. <laughs> between the two of us. Uh, but okay, well, now that we have our number number one through fives, uh, so did I want, anyone else? Uh, did anyone else have Moon of the Wolf? No, I think I was the only one. Okay, but there are a lot of episodes that got one vote. Okay, and we'll get into that. But um, having said that. Let's now transition from our top fives and let's talk about the top fives of you guys, the listeners, because a lot of you sent them in. So let's get into that. But before we do, I want to take a moment and recognize the sponsors of today's show. And it is the fine folks at Get Upside. Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about the sponsors of today's show, the good folks at Get Upside. Now, what is Get Upside? Well, it's an app that gets you cash back on everyday purchases, not points or coupons, but real cash. And why not earn cash back on the things like gas and food that you're buying anyway? With GetUpside, you earn cash back on the things that you need so that you can spend on the things that you love. GetUpside is great for your wallet and for the businesses that you care about. So how does it work? Well, you simply open up the app and claim an offer for whatever you're buying, be it gas, food, or groceries. You check in at the business and choose which card you're using, or you upload a receipt picture later. You pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you get paid. The cash appears in your GetUpside account, and you can cash out anytime through bank transfer, 
PayPal, or an e-gift card to Amazon, Starbucks, and dozens of other places. There's no limit as to how much you can earn. So the offers work as such, up to 25 cent per gallon on cash back on gas, up to 45% cash back at restaurants, up to 30% cash back on groceries, and up to 22% cash back at convenience stores. With the bonus code BATMAN20 that is special for the Fire Rises, you will earn an additional 20 cent per gallon on your first fuel purchase. I use GetUpside, I've used it for quite a while now, even before they sponsored us, and I love it. I've gotten quite a bit of cash back on my everyday purchases, and it's been great. Uh, it's really one of those situations where it almost sounds too good to be true, but there's honestly no catch. You use the GetUpside app, biggest thing is remembering to use it. Use the GetUpside app when you're buying gas or, or at the grocery store, and you get cash back into your account, and you can transfer it into your bank account. Super cool, super easy, and I hope you guys take advantage of it. Remember that promo code BATMAN20 to get an additional 20 cent per gallon off your first purchase. And thank you to the good folks at GetUpside for sponsoring The Fire Rises. And a big thank you once again to the folks at GetUpside for sponsoring this episode of TFR. If you go to the description below this episode, uh, you will see an affiliate link there. Just click on that and it'll take you to the apps. You can download it and use our code to get that 20 cent off your first gallon. Uh, but let's get into the listener choices for their top five episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Our first one was sent in by NFT Law. And it's at NFT underscore buyer 12 on Twitter. And he chose Robin's Reckoning, Sins of the Father, Old Wounds, The Demon Within, and Mad Love. Uh, Mad Love is one that really, I mean, it's iconic now. So it's one that that easily could have been on my top five. Yeah, that's that was one of my honorable mentions, and so was Old Wounds. I love Old Wounds. I actually discussed Old Wounds, I think, in our Dick Grayson episode because I, when we were talking about Robin's Reckoning, I wanted to mention Old Wounds because again, another episode that that really took advantage of the flashbacks and and told a story that all of us really wanted to know after we see the you know the evolution of Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing, and then they they basically take a few episodes, have us just you know, bought into that story and then they show us how we got there, which is just, again, another example of great storytelling by the show. Yeah. Um, and NFT law also said, he also commented, you guys should do Batman beyond after this series. Oh, (laughs) I did see that. And I'm like, (laughs) you're not as big a fan of Batman beyond as I am. Are you? No, I'm not. I, I, I have been watching along with Holy Badcast. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. There are some episodes that I really do appreciate. I own the Blu-ray, but it's not my favorite. There are other versions of Batman in the animated uh, world that I would prefer. But again, I understand the people that grew up with that show and why they love it. And I do think it's very, it's a valid interpretation of an older Batman and what would happen. And I, I definitely appreciate it, but it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> well, I would be more than open on its next anniversary to do something for Batman Beyond, but you guys are going to have to at J411 to see if you can get him to bend. <laughs> so. No, honestly, that I would have no problem doing an episode on it. That would not be difficult. It would be um, 
I the holy backass route where uh, like someone like Brendan is struggling to get through each episode that might be a little tougher for me. I think I'd be a little bit more forgiving than Brendan, but that's not really a high bar. Um, yeah, I don't think but, I'd have to pull your arm to do uh, the uh, the the movie though. Was um, the re- Return, re- no, Return, Return of the, the Joker? Joker? Absolutely yeah. not. No, that the movie is what got me into the show. All right. Well, moving on, um, Philip Barker was next up, and he listed Appointment in Crime Alley, Heart of Ice, Eternal Youth, Robin's Reckoning, and If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? And that's one that – If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich is one that comes up quite a bit. Um, it's a really good Riddler story, and and one of those, again, I mean there's a lot of episodes that, that, that are – I mean they were just on the wire of making the top five, and that's one of them for me. Yeah, I went back and rewatched that one uh, in our lead up to the Batman. That was one that I had to rewatch. I watched a lot mm-hmm. of Riddler stuff leading up to the Batman, and that was that was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Michael Gallagher on Twitter listed Heart of Ice, Mad Love, Almost Got Him, The Last Laugh, and On Leather Wings. Um, almost Got Him. There's another one, Joe, that 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 really vies for the top of the list. That's one that everyone always talks about. And I like that episode, but I do not like that episode nearly as much as everyone else does. And really? I'm not, yeah, I'm not even saying it's a bad episode. It's just never one that I consider the best of Batman, the animated series. But again, there are so many episodes that I love of Batman, the animated series. It's not that I'm saying that as a detriment to that episode. It's just not one that resonates with me as much as the other ones. I gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's another one of those classics. Um, but it, again, and and we're about to get into this with Jay Yaw's picks. But it's it's hard to pick five. It's mm-hmm. there's so many that could be on your top five. It's hard. But uh, anyway, yeah, let's get to Jay Yaw's. He uh, he said off the top of my head, in no particular order, Beware the Gray Ghost. I'm with you, Jay. Uh, Robin's Reckoning, Almost Got Him. There's another one for Almost Got Him. Uh, Showdown and Heart of Ice. He also said, though there are a dozen others that could be named in any order, and I'd still feel good about it being my top five. And that, <laughs> that's exactly what we were just talking about, Jay. Because, it, yeah, it's this is a difficult task, picking five episodes from this iconic series. I don't remember Showdown. Do you? I don't either. I, I'd have to go back and watch that one because I don't yeah, remember I, it at all. I don't know it by name, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. Tom, I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm going to butcher your last name. I'm I sorry. Uh, but right off the top, I'm just going to apologize. Uh, Tom Pinsenolt? I don't know if that's right. Um, Tom, send us a message because I want to get your name right. Uh, but he listed Over the Edge, Almost Got Him, Heart of Ice, Joker's Favor, and The Demon's Quest. Any of those stick out, Joe? Well, yeah, Over the Edge and the Demon's Quest were both I, I shows this that thing. were, yeah, they were in my running. Um, I did not have them. Well, we were when we were first discussing this, and we had honorable mentions. They weren't in my honorable mentions, but man, those are uh, really great episodes. Over the Edge, for I mean obvious reasons, that one's discussed a lot. Um, as far as the Demon's, that's the two-parter, right? The Demon's Quest. That's the one that's actually adapted yeah, from. That's adapted from the Denny O'Neill issues. Uh, Yes. It actually gives them a story credit, doesn't it? I believe so, but I'd have to go back and watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he also uh, Tom also said that he's a big Ra's uh, Al Ghul fan, so that tracks. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Okay, um, Adrian Fernando chose Heart of Ice, Robert's uh, Robin's Reckoning Part One and Two, and Two Face Part One and Two. So he 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 missed the memo about uh, the two parters counting as one, but that's fine. That's okay. Um, Two Face, that's one that's um, I struggled over that one. That one is just outside my top five. That was in my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, I rewatched both of those parts, and one thing I noticed about that one, you don't get a lot of Batman in part one. Part one is a slow build leading up to, you know, the accident. And man, that is a dark episode too. Talk about um, showing a scarred person like the way they did in that episode. Man, it is pretty gruesome. Yeah, for sure. For a kid show. For a kid show. And it's it's another one just like Heart of Ice that really, I mean, that's for me. It's the de- definitive origin of the character now. I mean, that's that's how I think of Two Face when I think of the character. So yeah, that's, it's great choices there, Adrian. Um, moving on to Dan Cheeseman art. He chose almost got him heart of ice trial perchance to dream and the laughing fish. So several there that we haven't talked about yet. Um, trial is one that I have a hard time remembering, but I love the, the Mondo art for it. Trial um, is it, a blast. I rewatched yeah. that one. It is a fun episode. Okay. And you yeah. got to go back and rewatch that because it's a great Joker episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I, so I, I, have, I have vague recollection of it because I remember, I remember Joker kind of being the judge. Yes, and there's a great interaction with um, Harley on the stand and mm-hmm. <laughs> something about like badgering the witness or something. And it's like they're like, you know, um, flirting with each other, quote unquote, and uh, it, it's really fun. It's a it's a fun episode. And the uh, what was another one he mentioned? Um, um, perchance to dream and the that laughing was the fish. one. Yeah. Both yeah. of them. I mean, laughing fish is a great adaptation of Batman two fifty one, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously the laughing fish. Um, and perchance to dream, everyone knows that one. That's that's almost like the Batman version of. The man who wants nothing. What's the Superman story? Oh gosh, don't put they me. They used the spot, it in the Justice League animated series too. It was Justice yeah League with the um. Oh, now I'm drawing a blank of the uh, the villain, the the oh, the thing that wraps around their face. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The yeah, yeah. It's just we're we're both brain farting right now. So yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but perchance to dream. I'll tell you this. Per- I blame Andy DeGenova for Perchance to Dream not making it higher for me. Because, oh God. <laughs> and this is not Andy's fault. And it's the it's Black just- Mercy. I'm sorry. The Black Mercy is what I was trying okay, to say. Okay, there you go. Um, so Andy has this issue with stories that end up being a dream at the end. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks they're a waste of time. And the more <laughs> he explains it, it just, it's like an earworm. It gets in and I think, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's Andy's fault that that one doesn't make it higher on my list. <laughs> so, but that one is so good because when you, what's the story in that one? You, you can't read in a dream. Yeah. And everyone thinks that's real because of that episode. I don't know if it's real or not, but I just assume it is because of that episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Jim Bob Squarepants. 
He uh, he said, can't wait for the episode. So thank you, Jim. Uh, but he listed Heart of Ice, A Bullet for Bullock, On Leather Wings, Beware the Grey Ghost, and Robin's Reckoning. So all of those have been mentioned except for A Bullet for Bullock, which is another really, really strong contender. Yeah, I love that episode, too. That's not one I got to rewatch. I, I know that one decently well. Um but that is a great one. And thank you, Jim, for, you know, uh, Jim's been very supportive of the show and I've, I've really enjoyed interacting with Jim on Twitter the last couple of months. So thank you, Jim. Absolutely. Yeah, Jim, you're great. Um, moving on to Lee Anchorit, who uh, wrote us a novel last time. Um, he picked, he sent in way- 12 picks uh, <laughs> instead of five. <laughs> yeah. We had to edit Lee's picks cause he just picked so many. <laughs> uh, he chose beware the gray ghost, heart of ice, perchance to dream Robin's reckoning and Christmas with the Joker. He also said picking five is not easy and you're right, Lee. but this, I'm surprised it took this long to get to Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, I am shocked too. And I have that in my honorable mentions. The only reason I didn't mention it is because it is a Christmas episode and we've discussed it before. Um, But that is probably, honestly, that's probably my favorite uh, Joker episode. But it's just, or at least the one I know the most because I do watch it every year. And most people do. And I think that's the reason that, I think that's the reason that it didn't make my top five is because it's one that, it's almost just an automatic watch now, and I just consider, I, I guess, subliminal, subliminally, <laughs> I consider it a, a just a just a Christmas episode. It's like a so given. it's yeah yeah it's a given exactly. Uh, okay, well uh, it got mentioned again here by Javier Vargas because he chose Heart of Ice, Robin's Reckoning Part One, Christmas with the Joker, Second Chance, and A Bullet for Bullock. So there's there's a couple of redos there. We got Bullet for Bullock again. We've got Christmas with the Joker, but Second Chance. That one, that's another one I have a hard time remembering, Joe. If I remember correctly, Second Chance is the other Leslie Tompkins episode. I gotta look it up to make sure I'm not completely wrong there. But I'm almost positive because when I was re um, watching my stuff, I want to say that was one that I've read the description for. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely it's definitely one I'm gonna have to rewatch because it's foggy for me. I don't remember that one. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a Harvey <laughs> Dent episode. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Well, that's one we'll have. We're, we're definitely gonna re-explore. Um, BJ Shea said Robin's Reckoning almost got him, but where the Gray Ghost, Joker's Favor, and Old Wounds. So. Uh, all ones we've already talked about, but a great, great list, BJ. Uh, Nick Zednick from the Vigilante 1939, he listed Perchance to Dream, Robin's Reckoning, Heart of Ice, Beware the Gray Ghost, and Over the Edge. So now we're starting to see a lot of, you know, a lot of those classics being repeated as, as I kind of expected. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's some that are just automatic. Okay, uh, Sephi Roth. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, he listed Almost Got Him, Robin's Reckoning, Perchance to Dream, Beware the Grey Ghost, and The Trial. And he had honorable mentions of Heart of Ice, Feet of Clay, and Second Chance. Now, Feet of Clay, this is another one I'm, I'm kind of surprised it took so long to, to list. Yeah, that's, that's another great one, and that's the two-parter, obviously. And yeah. Another one that... 
really that's it's just a great because they had the two-parter it's a it's a slower story that does a lot to set up the villain and yeah i've rewatched that one in in anticipation for the episode and that it's another one that it's i don't want to say it gets overshadowed but maybe it being a two-parter like everyone thinks of the other two-parters prior to that one but it is a great one yeah, because I, I think when you get into the two-parters, there's ones that stand out so much that, yeah, I mean, Pete of Clay, I think, undeservedly gets overshadowed, but it, it's it's really good. One-two punch. Okay, um, Jim Mintier listed Beware the Grey Ghost, Almost Got Him, The Clock King, The Last Laugh, and Christmas with the Joker. The Clock King kind of stood out here because that's uh, – that, I mean, I'm happy somebody picked that one, but I'm surprised too that it made someone's top five because it's not one I hear about a lot. Well, I think because other than the one episode of Batman 66, this is what people know of the clocking. And I like the the difference of this. You know, the 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 variety of the show. This is a perfect example of how you can do an episode with the clocking and it resonate with people. And it might not make my top five, but it's a very um memorable episode well i remember the big battle inside Mm -hmm. the the clock tower at the end Mm -hmm. so it's definitely got like you it's memorable like you said because that part really sticks out for me and what what was the other one he said um uh the last laugh so the last laugh i just rewatched that because it's an april fool's uh um episode oh is it I forgot to actually tell you that it was. Um, I'm almost positive that's the one I watched the other day. It's a weird one. It's not, I didn't think it was that great because Mm -hmm. I, I really didn't remember it after watching it. Um, It wasn't one that like really, you know, grabbed me, I guess, like one that I thought about, or I was like, Oh, I remember watching this one a lot when I was a kid, but it's, um, yeah, it's I I respect that he has it in there, but it was definitely not uh, not one I would have chosen. But it's worth watching for April Fool's Day. Okay, cool, awesome. Okay, well, moving on to Tom McClellan, he chose Heart of Ice, Mad Love, Over the Edge, Almost Got Him, and Two Face. So again, they're classic episodes that we've seen a lot of. Uh, we've seen a lot of those same episodes mentioned. So um, the Batman book club chose Christmas with the Joker. If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Almost got him. Robin's reckoning and two face. So yeah, get two face getting a lot of mention now and uh, Christmas with the Joker once again. So uh, again, it's, it's hard not to pick Christmas with the Joker, but there's reasons that it didn't make my list. Um, Levi Drake said old wounds over the edge I am the knight, mad love and two face. So I am the knight. That's a really good one that we haven't talked about yet, Joe. Yeah. I am the knight is one that comes up a lot specifically for the, you know, the famous quote from that one. Yes. Yeah. I am it's not an episode. I remember as sad as that is like, it's not one that I go back to a lot. Well, that's what I remember from it is Mm -hmm. getting the classic line. Um, But it's, it's actually if if you go back and watch it, it's a really really good episode, uh, but it's I think it's most well known again for that for that iconic quote. Um, Peter Vera said, "Old wounds, heart of ice, girls' night out, mad love, and Joker's favor." So the so the standout there is obviously girls' night out. Um, it's one that's a Harley and Ivy one, correct? 
Yes. Yeah, and I think that was in the the Batman Robin Adventures, the newer set of No, episodes. that's in the, the new Batman Adventures, the season three. Okay, okay, gotcha. Like the new yeah. style that went on to uh, Channel. For me, it was Channel 11, uh, like Pix 11, whatever. Yeah, that's one I'm definitely going to have to revisit because I don't remember it that well other than it being a Harley Ivy episode. I'm sorry if you hear my dog freaking out. He's trying to get a treat. And he can't that's okay. get it. <laughs> that's okay. That's, uh, okay. Um, moving on to... We've got two more here. This one, I'm, I'm going to try again. I hope I don't butcher this pronunciation, but it's Brybethka. Brybethka. And uh, they chose I Am the Night, Two-Face, Heart of Ice, Beware the Grey Ghost, and Dreams in Darkness. So the standout there, of course, is Dreams in Darkness. That's another one, Joe, that I'm having a hard time remembering. I do not remember that one at all. No. But, I mean, other than that, we're definitely going to have to revisit some of these that we don't remember. Um, But, yeah, great list. Great list. And then, finally, Jamie Drooly. And, Jamie, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you wrecked my plans (laughs) for this for this list and and you'll find out why in a few minutes but uh he said he didn't make five picks he made two really (laughs) but he said the one with the talking goat that says batman it ain't great but i'm still laughing about it several years later that's got to count for something right but then he said for reals though over the edge and Mm -hmm. yeah jamie over the edge is a fantastic episode um the other one you mentioned is called critters and I will <laughs> now that we've made it all the way through the list. And, and first of all, thank you so much for all you guys that participated. This was really fun. Um, and yeah, thank has, you. And so we did nobody say Bane. Nobody said Bane. So I rewatched that episode because I remember really liking that episode. I think it's a great depiction of Bane. I'm surprised well, not one person picked it, but I guess because I was also, also going to say I was really surprised nobody picked Holiday Nights. And that might be like the same thing as Christmas with the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really love the participation here. It was so much fun getting all these fired in and, and looking at all the variety and the different um, episode topics that we got. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys now that your lists that you sent in are going to keep us going here with this 30th um, anniversary celebration of Batman, the animated series, because what we're going to do, is each episode that was either selected by us or by you guys is going to get its own review on the show going forward. So at the end of our upcoming episodes, we are going to have an episode that was listed and we're going to review it. And then every person that chose it is going to get acknowledged in our review. So that'll be a fun thing that we've decided to do going forward to continue the celebration this year. I, I think it's, it's going to be really fun. Um, Joe, what do you think of that? Yeah, it'll be fun to to make this kind of a year long celebration because that was not the plan. But we were really overwhelmed with the uh, with the support, with you know, and just the the interactions with everybody and sending in their lists and stuff. So uh, thank you guys, and and yeah, and like I even suggested, if we we don't have an idea for an episode, maybe we can you know cover a few episodes just for one episode uh, for one episode of the show. So it'll it'll be really fun to cover this because we always love you know just discussing Batman the animated series. So yeah, so that means Jamie that we have to talk about critters. So thank <laughs> yeah. you. That's <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> um, 
But let's get into a little bit of the math uh, from the from this listing because I think this is pretty fun to look at. So, including the two parters, there was a total of thirty seven episodes chosen. That's insane to me, but I think that shows you just how much of a beloved series this is that so many episodes got chosen in top five lists. 37, Joe. <laughs> That's crazy. That will keep us busy uh, for, for the rest of the year. Um, let's see. Let's break down the numbers here. Uh, this is the top five of the actual listener picks. Some of them were ties. Uh, so number five was a three-way tie between Christmas with the Joker, Old Wounds, and Perchance to Dream. Number four was also a three-way tie between... So I didn't realize how many people picked Christmas with the Joker, so more people than I expected picked that. Yes, um, Christmas with the Joker was selected by... It was selected four times. Okay. Um, number four was a three-way tie between Over the Edge, Two-Face, and Mad Love. I'm kind of shocked Two-Face was... As I mean, I'm I'm not surprised it was in the top five, but I'm surprised it was lower than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, number three was a two way tie between Beware the Grey Ghost and Almost Got Him. Uh, number two was Robin's Reckoning, and number one with a bullet was Heart of Ice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, for a while there, Heart of Ice and Robin's Reckoning were like neck and neck, and then as I kept counting. Heart of Ice just kind of ran away with it. So, yeah. yeah, and it's it's hard to argue. I mean, it, it redefined the character for for a generation. So, Mister Freeze love there with with Heart of Ice as number one. Joe, yeah, this it's, is it's hard to argue with Heart of Ice being number one. It really is. I mean, are there any surprises here for you? Uh, surprises that didn't get mentioned, or surprises that they made the top five? Um. Was Beware the Great Ghost in the listener's top five? Yeah, it was number three. It was number three. So Joker's Favor was not in the top five. That's the one that I had high that wasn't in the listeners. But everything else was pretty uh, similar to what I had. So to me, I, I think the listeners did well. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. I didn't even think about it until now. But Joker's Favor did not even make the top five of the listeners. Yeah. Which I, I'm not surprised by because I think there are other episodes that are maybe better or more uh, discussed episodes, but yeah, it's just a personal favorite of mine. It, you know, it amazes me. Some of the, some of the like single listings we got, like obviously mine with moon of the wolf and then uh, critters, even though it was kind of a joke um, girls night out feet of clay, second chance, the demon within uh, and, and just on and on. There's a lot of them that got one vote, which it's it's cool because it got on our it got on our list, got on our radar, and gives us another great Batman episode to watch, with the exception of Critters, Jamie. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think this has been really fun, and I'm really looking forward to to diving into some of these episodes that you guys picked uh, going forward. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun remainder of the year, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. But that is kind of our look at, at some top five. Awesome, excellent Batman the Animated Series episodes. Um, but until next time, uh, that's that's you. Ca- you guys kind of know the direction we're headed now. So gear up, get ready to watch these episodes with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but Joe, thank you once again for joining me for another fun episode of TFR. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad we were able to fit this in. I know um, 
now I know because I'm clueless to the March Madness stuff. Sometimes I know why you said you couldn't record on Saturday night. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, when Duke and Carolina are playing, especially if it's in the Final Four, it's a little hard to to get me to record. It's not quite on the level of uh, canceling a concert to watch them, but uh, it's I understand it. That's I get I get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but no, um. Yeah, I know it's scheduling can be a little rough and we we find a way to to make it happen because we love talking about this stuff and uh, I'm just glad we were able to make it work again. Um, but you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram as J411, on Facebook as Joe Forno, and that's about it. All right, and you can also find Joe on one of the most recent episodes of Holy Batcast. Oh yes, that's right. I was lucky enough to be on there with uh, with Andy and Brendan talking about our Batmobile, our favorite Batmobile chases, which was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to them for having me on. And um, yeah, I know that's uh, we were. I know Eric got a couple shout outs in that one, and then on the most recent episode of Holy Batcast, because everyone knows how much Eric loves the Batmobile. So yes, for sure. <laughs> but we love those guys at Holy Batcast. So thank you, Andy and. Jamie and Brendan for, for throwing us so much love. We appreciate it. Um, but yes, uh, as for myself, my personal accounts can be found on Instagram and Twitter at mecarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. You can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. Once again, if you want to send us an email, that's TFRBatPod at gmail.com. If you send us one, we'll read them on the show. If you take a moment out of your day to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, greatly helps the show helps us gain exposure and helps people find us Uh, also you can leave us a star rating on spotify now so if you listen on spotify make sure you give us a rating there and uh once again don't forget to use the affiliate link in the description of this episode to go to get upside get the app and use our promo code batman20 to save an extra 20 cent on your first fuel purchase But until next time, we hope you guys enjoyed this show and make sure you keep the bat signal lit and pointed skyward. Today is the day the clown cried. (laughs) And he cries not for the passing of one man, but for the death of a dream. 
the dream that he would someday taste the ultimate victory over his hated enemy. For it was the Batman who made me the happy soul I am today. How I agonized over the perfect way to thank him for that. Perhaps with a cyanide pie in the face. Or an exploding whoopee cushion playfully planted in the Batmobile. Those dreams were dashed by the Weasley little Gunsel sitting there in our midst. The cowardly, insignificant Garneth who probably got lucky when Batman slipped on the slime trail this loser left behind him. This mound of diseased hyena filth who's not fit to lick the dirt from my spats! But I digress. It's time to look ahead to a future filled with smiles. And I'll be smiling again, just as soon as we take that man there, and slap him in that box there, and roll it into that vat of acid there. Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. Where is your Shangri-La now? Countdown to zero Down.